from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? Good evening. It is Monday night. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time on this March 27th, 2023. You're tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. We're going to be talking about movies, movies, movies. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we're sorry we weren't here last week. Uh, big well, apologies. We tried. We were here twice. Yeah, yeah we, we were here, but the internet... The internet wasn't. So, yeah, write, write a letter to your congressman or Cox Communications... Um, you know, or just your favorite, you know, or, or BlackRock and Vanguard because it's all their problems anyway. Uh, but we're back. We made it. We've we've got faster internet speeds, so uh, we're here. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight's going to be jam packed because we've got um not just one, not just two, but count them up. Three movies to catch up on. We saw uh, Dungeons and Dragons two weeks early. Yeah, we got the sneak we, peek. We unfortunately did not get to tell you. Well, we tried to tell you about it last week, but. Mm-hmm. You know, in short, we both really liked it, but you'll find out more later. We both saw Shazam, um, Fury of the Gods, and then we both saw and we saw that together. Um, we didn't we we did see Dungeons and Dragons together, but we weren't sitting in the same. We didn't realize we were in the same theater until afterwards. And then we independently saw John Wick mm-hmm. this weekend, so we're going to be talking about John Wick Chapter Four. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, shout-outs to everybody that's already been joining us in the Twitch. Uh, if you are a Twitch streamer, you can always catch us early in the pre-show. Um, that is fun. You can sub. You, we, we talk about stuff that's not movie-related. But uh, also shout-outs to everybody on YouTube and Facebook that's just joining us. Yo, what up, Tyler and everybody out. We, we did, Tyler asked if we kicked the router in the and we did. Um, we got a new one, actually. We kicked the other old one so hard in the eep that it's... Um, kicked it clean off. Kicked it, and then we did a new one. But anyway, uh, Tyler asks on YouTube, he said, where did we see Dungeons & Dragons early? There was a Amazon Prime uh, exclusive preview at the AMC that they just kept running for a couple days. Uh, Malco did, too. Oh, Malco did, too. Okay. I thought they only did it the one day for the 2 p.m. showing only. Well, they did it like a Sunday, and then they did it a Monday. No, and there was a second early showing that happened this previous weekend. Hmm. That's what... And they were both at 2 p.m. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we caught it. We're going to be talking about that later in the show. But there is a little bit of news. We're going to try and jump into the news segment of the show because we, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. So, um, you, you said you had a couple of things. Oh, yeah. You, we'll you just do first. the rundown from old stuff. First off, uh, did you know today is uh, Nathan Fillion's birthday and the anniversary of the release of Singing in the Rain? How about that? Uh, last week, what we missed uh, being able to tell you, uh, Lance Reddick, who is a star in all of the John Wick movies, passed away. He and was in law. 60. Uh, they did dedicate this movie to him. Um, Sad. Peacock announced that there is going to be a Monk movie uh, from the USA Network show uh, Monk. I, mean, um, I like the shaloub. I so don't think it's necessary. 
oh yeah, it's totally necessary, bro, because COVID. That's the whole thing. It's Mr. Monk's last case, a Monk movie, uh, and it's about how uh, COVID affected him because at the end of the series, sorry, spoiler alert, he met Trudy's daughter, uh, became a better person, got over a lot of his tics and, and uh, OCD habits and, and things COVID like happens. that. And then COVID happened, so now he's reverted back some. He did say the original cast will be returning. No word on if it's uh, Sharona and Randy are coming in too or if it's going to be Natalie uh, and, and uh, Stottlemyre or if it's everyone um but it'll be fun to see oh and his brother i hope his brother's in it um freddie prince jr said that hey, there's no way he would ever do a just scooby-doo movie good on him uh james cameron's producer john landon uh he teased the 4k release uh of titanic the abyss true lies and avatar uh i need true, at lies, least true lies in the and abyss. uhd oh abyss and uhd has to yeah. be sick uh, so i'm not i'm uh, dude, Titanic's a killer movie. I've still never watched Avatar. Don't care. Uh, Jimon Honsu uh, made a bunch of news because he talked about how uh, Hollywood is... He's getting screwed. It's a big, hard work. Big old yeah. turd, yes. He said he's still struggling to find roles, even though he's in like every movie you can think of. Um and says that a lot of people still think that he flies in for his job and doesn't like live here. Uh, and he was pissed about how in Blood Diamond, DiCaprio got top billing, not him, when he was nominated for an Oscar because he said that he's really the main character in that. Uh, and uh, he said to it's Hollywood. still tough to be a, a minority, even though, like I said, he's in everything. He's in Marvel. He's in Fast and Furious. He's in uh, all of it. Yeah. It's just it's hard to be a leading like star. Like it, it is very challenging. I mean, you, you, I think you know, that's kind of hard for anybody, everyone. Yeah, but uh, I, I think he also has a good point too. Um, good Burger Two was announced. I wore my Good Burger shirt last week. Sorry, you missed out on that, but it will debut on Paramount Plus late this year. Um, so it's supposed to begin filming in May. Uh, they plan on having it out by the end of the year. Um, the director, Chad Stahelski, the dude that did John Wick 4, mm-hmm. uh, he announced that he thinks that his Ghost of Tsushima movie adaptation has just as good of a chance as getting the same critical acclaim as the Last of Us TV show. Fat fucking chance, dude. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think um, it's going to happen. There's one of two ways to do this movie. You can either do it like the original video game was released, where they have um, an Asian cast, but they're all speaking English, uh, or you can make it a, a Japanese movie. Chad Stahelski doesn't speak Japanese. I don't see how that's going to work. I don't see that working. Um, even in John Wick, when they were in Japan, there was maybe two lines that, spoken all in Japanese. Yeah, that's gonna. We're gonna we're gonna cycle back to that one because so, uh, I want to talk about that. If it's anything like the Japan scene from John Wick Four, it ain't gonna work, bro. It's not gonna. Happen. Happen and trying to get an audience in last of us is like a zombie thing and it has um they have the ability to just kill whoever and do whatever and it doesn't matter this is based ghost of tsushima is based in some history you have to stick to history bro. at least a little bit yeah uh and and he said that uh some of his other projects like rainbow six and stuff like that but rainbow six has the advantage of having novels it has um the whatever amazon's doing with um uh, Michael B. Jordan that's like the prequel to Rainbow Six uh, I forget what that movie was called um, but there's video games novels all that stuff mm-hmm. um, well speaking there, I mean are we gonna are we, we have to address uh, we can talk about you it mentioned now. about Michael B. Jordan and so Creed ste- stepping out of last week's news and coming into this week's Jonathan news Jonathan Majors got his ass arrested yep. uh, according to him and his lawyers he didn't do anything and they have video evidence to prove that he did not do anything they'll be turning that in but however the army dropped him from their ads immediately and Marvel's getting a little taste of what DC is already having to deal with with Ezra Miller they're like yo we got this new person you want oh shit yeah and 
So uh, Army immediately dropped him. Those commercials have been out for like a week or two. They came out with the uh, 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 March Madness, and Army's like, nope, uh, contract over. Pull it. No money for you. Because we uh, already have a long history of dudes with, with violent problems. So uh, Yeah, wanna... just not in their commercials. Yeah, exactly. Um, because who was it that used to, uh, that did the voice for their commercials? It was a guy from um, They Live. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um, he's in the... Um, He's Rowdy in, Roddy Piper. No, no dude. Uh, he's in the Saints Row video games. Um, he, he he has the voice, man. Uh, Keith Joden. No, it is Keith something. Jordan. I don't think that that's his last name. I don't know. That was it's just something coming Keith. from Keith Velvet is Santa. in there. Uh, and he was in The Thing. Keith David. Thank you. Thank there you, it Al. Is. Um, so uh, going back to last week real quick, the announcement uh, was made that Fall... Uh, the movie where they climb the the pole, the yeah. tower in the desert or whatever, it's getting a sequel. What? Because, yeah, what? yeah. Because uh, it had super success in Netflix. It made money at the theater. It was a it was a, a semi successful movie at the theater because it made its money back plus more. But as soon as it Why, hit Netflix though? in January, it's just had a runaway success and in four different regions of the just planet. Just because people watch something, that's like remember when Amazon was like the reason people watch something is why they make these. That's how they get their dollars. Oh, but in four regions on Earth, it was in the God. top ten and stayed there for several months. I mean, that's so, what Tommy was so. Have you watched the trailer to his new movie, Big, Big Shark? Shark? Ugh, which looks just like the one um, the about the demon shark in Mexico where they go to the oil platform. <laughs> yes, did you see the trailer I for that did. one? Did. The, be- uh, the best part of the Tommy Wiseau Big Shark trailer is after the trailer, the commercial for his underwear. Uh, he's like... Oh, I stopped watching it that point. Yeah, yes. there's like a, a Calvin Klein slash ad because Tommy Wiseau has his own brand of like Tom- Tommy Wiseau It's not a underwear. fake bulge. It is not. <laughs> it's my real penis, Lisa. Um, uh. So in addition to uh, the fall too, uh, there has been an announcement made that Anne Hathaway will be starring in an 80s dinosaur movie like a movie about dinosaurs set in the 80s um done by the is guy it, that does it, it follows as long the as director it's denver the last dinosaur then sign me up or a theodore denver, rex the last dinosaur he's a friend and a whole lot more nailed you remember it. that one yeah and then there was cadillacs and dinosaurs which that would be a pretty dope movie um or yeah. dino riders would be kind of dope yeah, it's not any of those, though. It's just like dinosaurs, and it's in the 80s or whatever. Um, before we do a review of Shazam 2, uh, last week something I was going to talk about, Shazam 2 has some controversy around it, more than just it not making the dollars they wanted to. Great. Because James Gunn uh, hired his wife in the movie, and everyone on uh, Twitter was like, oh, yeah, look at that, nepotism, all this stuff and everything. And, of course, James Gunn's immediate reaction, which he continues to do and gets him in trouble, is just get on theater, or uh, get on Twitter, Twitter, and be a doucher to everyone, which just works perfect, doesn't it? No, yeah. it doesn't. Stop that, James Gunn. Yeah, every you time. and Twitter. James Gunn should not be on Twitter. Did he not learn from the Marvel thing? Um so she's in. She's an Argus agent. She was at the end of Shazam two. Well, she's in Suicide Squad, movie, Peacemaker, Black Adam. Every movie that Rob Zombie's ever done, his wife is all up in it. And then yeah. when, uh, but that's like a then Helena Bottom Carter was in like every movie that. Uh, her, sure, yeah. but the thing is, the scene at the end of Shazam two is completely unnecessary, wow. and a lot of her scenes are unnecessary. So everyone's like, you're shoehorning in stuff to give your wife a paycheck. Well, and and, and the thing with Tim Burton and um, Mia was, Jovovich uh, was. In her husband, her husband's movies. Yeah, like, but here's the thing, though; those are all indie things. 
kind of not not like true indie but resident com- evil was not an indie movie mm, but it wasn't like <laughs> they were gonna be like this is a runaway success there's wow. no chance but the, like uh, tim burton stuff is always his friends and everything like that too and who was the other one you said um, I just said a whole bunch right now. Yeah, um, those are like, it's like the Broken Lizard guys. Oh, uh, uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Zombie, the Broken Lizard guys, Adam Sandler. Of course, it's going to be their family and friends because that's who they're making them for anyhow. Well, then know? where's the line stop? Like, like when can you be like, no, I can't, I can't cast any of my homies. Like, Seth Rogen does when, the same thing. Yeah, but you know? they go through the whole movie. They put the work in, and what people are mad about is that they she just gets shoehorned in for no reason. Uh, so that she can have that spot at the end of the movie. And, I see. And you see, I, I don't know, it's stupid, who cares? But the, the point is, James Gunn just gets angry on Twitter, and we know where that got him before. Um, racist it landed him in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, in charge of the DC universe, too. Uh, how about that? They're like, can we, can we get one of them soundtrack the movies? You know, can we get one of them? Uh, Bruce Campbell also said he would return as Ash only if... Sam Raimi directs the movie. So we'll see where this new Evil Dead movie goes <gasps> uh, and then hope that it can return to form. Uh, and then Del Toro uh, was given Frankstein, uh, Frankenstein at Netflix. Uh, they okayed it after uh, Pinocchio won the Oscar. They're like, we'll see how Pinocchio does. And then they, I think a Del Toro Frankenstein would smack. Well, and right now they got three actors involved in it. Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia Goth. And this is something we kind of talked about. I don't know if anyone got it about who's playing and who um i want uh, of of course um andrew garfield to be dr frankenstein oh without a doubt uh oscar isaac can be um uh igor uh and then uh mia goth can uh, be frankenstein right yeah yeah she could be frankenstein so uh that would be perfect um and then this week uh, we already covered that with Jonathan Majors, and there was there was yeah. something else, but it, uh, it matter. I didn't. Let me see. I don't think I had. I I, I just saw some news about uh, Attack the Block Two, which I really liked. Attack the Block One, uh, you know, John Boyega early early days. Um, but I didn't really have anything else that's that's noteworthy because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move things right along. And talk about movies that are coming out this weekend because there's not much. The big one that everybody's talking about, obviously, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. We're going to review that here on the show because uh, for the first time in a long time, we've gotten a, a a chance to review a movie before it hits theaters. So that's going to be fun. Uh, the Tetris movie hit streaming this week as well, which I've been uh, really excited about seeing. That it looks pretty good. Taron Egerton, the uh, the pinball film, um, the man who saved pinball, actually I think hit streaming this past week. I have not had a chance to see that, even though they they did a screening of it at the P- Texas Pinball Festival that I was at this weekend, and I did not get a chance to see it. Um, you could back to back pinball and Tetris. I know, right? What a gaming movie-thon. But um, that's 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 really all that's coming out this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like, uh, Malum is is a, a remake of a horror film that's coming out, uh, probably in an extremely limited release, but it's got a lot of people talking about it. I think at South by Southwest, it was like everybody was like, oh, my God, I'm going to You know, and making noises like that. Um, it's, uh, it's coming out and probably going to make a lot of money because it's, you know, people like really super edgy horror movies that – try to be like really heady and edgy so that people that aren't heady or edgy can watch them and not know what's going on and go like yeah dude only like like artistic horror and i gotta make sure that the internet tells me it's artistic horror donnie darko yes but like not as good as donnie darko right um 
so anyway, yeah, that's that's all uh, coming out this this week at the theater. Uh, I said DDR could work as a movie. Uh, DDR was already made in two movies called uh, You Got Served. <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Or uh, what's uh, the movie where Jamie Kennedy has his dance crew? Oh, God. It's not Malibu's Most Wanted. It's, it's the other one. What is that movie? But like he gets his dance crew together. It's hilarious. It's it's really funny. Rarely will you hear me agreeing with you on on movies like that, but I am agreeing with you on that movie. I can't remember uh, what it's called, but it's out there. There is some, sometimes I don't know how and why, but Jamie Kennedy can make me laugh, and uh, I don't like that kind of style or brand of comedy. But sometimes he can do it. Kicking it, Kickin old it. school. God. Okay. All right. Well, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, let's review some movies. Let's start with Shazam because I feel like we're going to talk about it the least. And um, let me let me pull up. I'm trying some, to remember, some. I'm trying to remember because I've already pushed pushed all that out. Just 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 just. Well, we're we're done with with this. Okay, it's just, it's just the Shazam: Fears of God sequel to the 2019 Shazam of the same uh, you know franchise. The character Billy Batson. Uh, and they're, you know, like we said about the original movie, they're lumping too many characters in at once for checkmark reasons um, that, that, that bog the story down could, of what could potentially be a good story because the character of Captain Marvel is 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 kind of fun. Um, it's it's fun ish. No, the the comics, the, the, some of the comics Shazams are kind of cool because sure, like, okay, but we're not talking about the comics. We're talking about the DCEU. No, I'm talking about the comics. I'm saying oh, okay. that. All right. The character could have been done well. Yes. And has not been. Because they make Shazam a comedy character, but Billy Batson, uh, a uh, weirdo um, uh, adoption kid, and all of his adopted family have to be check marks. And unfortunately, where they could be characters, like they try to do with Mary Marvel here, like which Mary Marvel just does not work and with, with how they do her character at all. But... Um, the rest of them they just use to to tick the, the the boxes with extra attention on the youngest of them uh, at, at at some point. But the the hardest part of it was at the very beginning of the movie, they just just threw it in your face and crammed it into the movie. They're like, where where can we fit this? We have to make this work. The fat kid's gay. He's just now you know, and you're like, okay. And then they're like, it, it's a thing, and you're like, sure why do I care? And they just like, well, it'll, you're supposed to care. So now you have to care also. I mean, I'm great. You should care. Great if he is great. If he's not, is that what, what part of this story is does him that having serve? a crush on this dude going to affect anything yeah. in the movie? And, like, and then let's all, just accept him how he all is. All that culminates to is at a later point in the movie, they can make a joke about it. And they're like, yeah. remember when we told you at the beginning of the movie, uh, that the heavyset kid, uh, is, is gay here's a laugh and, and, and what's sad about not that? one person in the movie or the theater is like well, what's sad about that is is you know i know they're trying to to push sort of inclusion and diversity and all that but they essentially just made a gay joke which that's is not all cool they turned it into yeah and that's and, not that's that's the opposite of why we need to include people and you the know? whole point of the team that they the, the whole point of the team and what they do in this this movie in particular is they're like yeah all of these kids are are different Shazams uh and that's because they meet all of the um uh you know uh, what's that like uh, workplace um 
It's like the Bechdel test, but for inclusion. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it and it's it's bad, and they do it bad, and they don't do it good. There's good ways to do this, and there's this very very bad Shazam way of doing it, and they try to focus on a lot of that instead of the movie, and then the 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 bad guys in it are dumb. They're just dumb, and the wizard is inexplicably alive again, and he's just their hostage, and it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. And then um, the dragon's dumb. They have some magic. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, the thing about magic is is magic. And you're like, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, the thing about magic is don't question it. Yeah. And, and just like, watch. Uh, Shazam really wants to bang Wonder Woman, too. Yeah. He, he's just really into Wonder and Woman. That had to be the absolute ma- most limp dick scene I've ever seen. <laughs> and everything about it is just a, a, a ultimate cringe, and it's awful. So, you know, spoiler alert, Wonder Woman shows up at the end, right? And you, and know, you know. And they set this scene up like they expected the audience to just have their, like, like, I am your father, Darth Vader moment where like Wonder Woman finally shows up. And then it like from the boots up, it's like, and it's just like That's blowing really it up. Good. And, uh, and they're like, oh my God, it's, it's Wonder Woman. And everybody in the theater's like, yeah, no shit. Who cares? Well, and, and then you just have Shazam drooling over her in his dreams uh, and in like person. And you're like, oh, sweaty. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it was just. Eye rollingly, just uh. the, the the thing that sums up the movie the most is the uh, Skittles product placement. It's Helen Mirren fight and, scenes, and Helen Mirren's <laughs> death scene or whatever, where she looks at the camera and then purposely phones it in, and that was the best take goes, they got out of her. My career, yeah, and, like the the best take, and what makes it in the movie is she seriously looks at camera and goes. <laughs> <laughs> and lays face down just lays face down you're like oh, that's the end of that character uh, and that is this movie and the whole point of this entire movie is what if like a 17 year old banged on a 6,000 year old god girl uh huh and they're like but don't worry it's not weird because we say it's weird in the movie and if we call it out you're not allowed to yeah so the whole movie is a uh, a poorly timed and shoehorned in gay joke um, a lot of unnecessary product placement. Two wasted performances by two titans of the industry, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. Yeah. They're like, uh, and and then um, they, I guess they didn't pay uh, Jimon Honsu very well. And he rolls because up in he's a out here he's being like, like out. he's out here just being like, these are the kind of movies you put me in. Damn it, I'm I'm a, I'm a good actor, and this is what you do. And I'm me. wearing a I'm wearing a wig, and I'm casting magic. Yeah, he's like, if I'm not in three seconds of Fast and Furious or three seconds of um, of soundtrack the movie at the beginning of the dumbass movie, this is the bullcrap you saddle me with. So uh, Shazam 2, it's turds. It's just it's so bad. Turds with a lightning bolt stuck on it. And, oh um, man. Well, again, it it is it's collapsing under its own weight. Like, and that's what these everybody's starting to say: comic it, book fatigue. And, it would be so good if it wasn't aiming for comedy over substance yes it, it would be good if it was one shazam if there was the singular s- captain marvel yes i i would be okay if you tried to force mary marvel on us but not 
every one of them. No, not well, it's every too friggin' many, one of it's them. It's too many characters to, and and, that, and then, so that's and they're all worthless. Every single one of them is worthless. So it comes down to the original Captain Marvel. Anyhow, if all you're gonna do is reduce it down to Captain Marvel, why would you have? All of the friggin' Marvel family. Because, see, what would be great, and I mean, hey, DC, if you wanted to do it right, you focus on, okay, you've got the big Shazam. You've got one movie, no side characters. But anybody that's read a comic knows the the, 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 the family story, the family of the gods storyline or whatever it's called. And, okay, like everybody else wants to do, let's make a TV spinoff. This franchise is built for TV spinoffs because you can develop every single character. Or just don't. Have Captain Marvel and don't have the other ones. Don't. Like, it's, you know... Have eh. him face freaking Black Adam. Don't don't do whatever this is. It's just so, so weak. And anyway, Shazam, we did not like it. We sat through it, and it was just laughably bad. And, and it's hard for me to recall from two weeks ago like how I felt about the movie, because so much of it I wanted to block the out. The best character in the entire movie is a, um, um animated pin. Steve. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh jeez. And like, the only character that had substance or heart was the 6,000-year-old god girl who has no qualms about tugging off a 16-year-old? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, DC. <laughs> yes. And James Gunn is talking about keeping um, this Shazam alive going forward with his new DC movies. Tone the comedy down, bro, and get rid of the rest of them. Have this be Zachary Levi. He's fine as Shazam. Just take the comedy part Well, away. and what's funny, though, is... Zachary Levi and Asher Angel, uh, you know, they, they're they the same person, right? But nowhere in their acting, coaching, did someone say, act like the same person. They're like, because uh, Billy Batson is way more put together than Zachary Levi's Shazam when he comes in. He's like chewing gum and going, hey, dudes, I play Nintendos. And then when he's like Billy Batson, the actual kid, he's well, like, all right, guys, we really got to focus and Well, be the a thing team. is, he's aged from the first movie. And they're and like Billy Batson's sole role in this movie is like, well, I'm going to be 18 soon and they're going to kick me out of the foster home and I don't want to lose you guys. You're but my then family. Wh- while he's Zachary Levi, he acts like he's five. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no change in Shazam and a lot of change in Billy Batson. And that's not how that works. They're, they are the same person. That's the whole thing yeah. about it. It's not like Shazam takes over. It's still his brain. You know, he's just got these powers. Yeah. But um, uh, everything about it was done poorly. Um, uh, there was really no point to, to, to any of it. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Shazam, Fear of the Gods, whatever, dude. Um, I mean, again, comic book fatigue, I think, is really, really, really starting to set in. And because I think... We as an audience, even the stupid ones that we make fun of on the show all the time that love this stuff, even they are getting desensitized to this this well, kind of... you know, the thing about it, comic books, is that comic book fans and, and people that are involved in that industry have fought for decades to get people to understand that comics are not for children. They're not aimed at kids. They're not meant for kids. It is not a kid's medium. Uh, it's something where there's um, adult artists and, and authors and people that have some real talent and, and uh, material there, and it's for an educated audience that wants to think and, and feel and be in, in characters that last a lifetime and things like that, and they've reduced it back down 
to what what people in like the the 50s and 60s and it would make jokes about and they're like it's for kids it's a joke medium it's bright colors and stupid jokes and and, and potty humor and that's and all throw you, away yeah. that's what you get from guardians of the galaxy it's what you get from what uh, thor Shazam. has begun it's what you get from new thor and it's because people are like oh comedy i i like comedy but it takes away from the the entire genre or like what the the middle level humor of like the first ant-man was which was acceptable but it's it's too much and it's reduced comics to what everyone has made fun of them for uh and i think that's why you have so many like weebs that run around now is because they're like prophecy oh look at this manga or anime can be uh comics in a serious medium uh kind of a thing because clearly uh, american comic books are not regarded like no one cares about the comics everyone cares about the movies uh, and the movies are, are garbage so mm-hmm. well there you go well there you go shazam it's in theaters right now it's not doing very well we'll talk about that more when we hit the box office roundup but let's move over to movie number what do we do we want to do dungeons and dragons or john yeah. wick because because dungeons and dragons is actually coming out this weekend and john wick is came out last weekend what do we want to do what do you guys want to do here oh yeah but yeah put it up to them for those of you in the audience or for if you're listening on spotify or in the future of the recorded this is the fun part of the show um where if you tune in live on eight o'clock and and join in the chat you can you can influence what we're doing so we got vote for wick we got a vote for wick in the chat let's see Um, while we're waiting on some other people uh yeah, Velvet Santa and Tyler talking about the Shadow and Phantom movies. Give me Shadow and Phantom movies. Oh, Give me a well maybe thought not out Phantom, and, and but Shadow for sure. That's because you don't need to remake it because it was Billy, Billy Zane and Zane. it was perfect. Well, by that we don't need to remake Shadow because it was it was super good back when Alec Baldwin and Guns were a decent mix. And um, so we got we got three for Wick. I or, uh, I think we'll go with we'll go with Wick. And oh well, it's tied up. Uh, D&D. We're going to review them both. We just, whatever is going to be first. Okay, so the, the, the tiebreaker there was going to be Wick. We'll talk about Wick first. Okay. And we don't do a whole lot of spoilers. Like, we Let's, don't try to talk about what ends up being the end of the movie, but we talk about things that happen in the movie. If that makes sense, like, we... Yeah, we... Yeah. We're not going to spoil it for you. Except for we're going to totally spoil John Wick. Don't do it! Don't, don't do it! Don't. I hated this movie. Okay, Here's the thing. I'm going to start out with this right now since you opened with that. It's way better than three. It's way... That's only because it has... Uh, here you can just not in Donnie, uh, Donnie Yen in it. it. It's far better than three. It's not anywhere near one and two. No, no. Like, not even close to, to, to one or two. So, um, I, I liked the movie because it's, a, it's an enjoyable movie. What I hated... Was, was that we two can't... characters that that I just can't stand? There were two characters in this that were the trash, and the uh, the ending and the post credits. The I didn't stay for the post credits. I oh, was done. I'll tell you about it after. Uh, there was the one big muscle guy that somehow never freaking died, and then there was the unnecessary like cowboy tracker, Mister Nobody. Okay, he's one of the characters I absolutely hated. He was so, so bad. They introduce a new character in this, and he's a combination of characters from two of the other movies. He's Common from John Wick Two, which did a better job, and Halle Berry from John Wick Three. Yeah, and, and way lamer. Yes, and he's lamer and than I've both of them. Go to dog because we need to tie John Wick back to dogs. And so this guy's entire character—they introduce him somewhere at the, towards the beginning of the film—and he just he goes away and then he comes in and then he goes away and he comes in. And Inexplic- his sole purpose, inexplicably, his sole purpose is to be annoying. 
and he's awful. Succeeds. And and by the end of the movie, uh, well, I guess it's kind of spoils that he makes it to the end of the movie. But let's let's try not he's to give away. He's a main character. He is a main character. He sucks, and I hated everything about him. And he was super annoying in his stupid little sketchbook all the time. And he was a little narc boy, and he had no purpose in this story. Like. He, you want to he talk about the shoehorning get, in? They shoehorned this dude in so get, hard. He was the get out of situation card for so many scenes. They're like, how would anybody, even in this insane Harry Potter fucking assassin world that we've made, you know, is is John Wick going to get out of this? Oh, remember this guy that's always there inexplicably? But um, they already had. Donnie Yen's character. So things that I absolutely loved about this movie. Well, Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiroyuki Sonata, who did not get enough time on the screen. No. Scott Adkins, who did not get enough time on the screen. Well, I agree with that. Here, uh, Clancy um, Brown. Clancy who Brown, who, who they bring in, and you're like, well, Clancy Brown, hell yeah, Kurgan. And he like, comes in, and he's like a badass, and he has... Clancy Brown and voice. scar on his eye. You know, he's Lex Luthor. He's <clears throat> Mr. Krabs. He's Clancy Brown. And then... He's just like the voice of the table, which is cool, but I wanted him to do more. Um, uh, but I liked that. I liked Donnie Yen was sick. Donnie Yen playing Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman so, was pretty badass. At the beginning of this movie. Because it, he was Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman. The movie opens up with uh, Hiroyuki Sonata and Donnie Yen and John Wick. And you find out that the three of them were all like really tight friends and they were like the closest knit boys. And you're like, Hell, I needed yeah. for a three and hour it, movie. I wanted at least one like scene of like something that other than them going, we used to be homies. Like show me why you were homies. Well, let's do, let's see that later on. But, but I, I saw at the beginning of the movie, I was like, Oh no. Yeah, just like the Buttercream Gang. These guys were the Buttercream Gang of the Assassin world, no doubt. But at at the beginning of the movie, everything you see in the trailer happens at the beginning of the movie. And I was like, crap, they're going to get rid of Donnie Yen already? Not near enough time on screen. But uh, they do introduce the other character that I friggin' hated. Both of them show up at the Continental Japan, or Osaka. Mm. Hiroyuki Sonata's daughter. Yeah, I hate that character. She was. I didn't. I didn't hate there was her. So much focus on her. Well, it was a little unnecessary. I didn't mind her so much uh, as as just a character. I mean, she, I think there's, she she held her weight. But it, it's just again. So this movie, there's not enough John Wick, and there's way too much Mister Nobody and uh, Akira. And, that's her name. Yeah. Well, and so Tyler says on YouTube, he says it looked gorgeous. Love the yes. color. So that was one thing I was gonna. It, that, it's a stylistic masterpiece. It's like, like someone took the the style of Blade Runner or like cyberpunky type movies and they gave it to Cronenberg and then they're like make an action movie so here here's hear me out like for those of you that have followed the drive and speaker box forever I saw the first John Wick in theaters when no one else did it opened up to like less than 10 million dollars maybe 11 million dollars was its opening that's true I, it, I watched it at home only because you had me watch and I was begging people to watch this movie and it wasn't until way later when the internet caught up and goes hey man John Wick's freaking badass and then and then it became a thing and now it is like this huge too big of a thing and uh, it, and it is losing its focus like stylistically 
it's beautiful and they've created a cool world and in terms of stunt work this yes. is some of the most impressive stunt work you will ever see on screen because it was created written and produced by stuntmen and that was the whole thing with the first movie and and, and at least I think the second one too but, but if you comedically make a prat fall down 17 flights of stairs and expect me to take that shit seriously I'm out well so when I was watching <laughs> it in the theater the whole theater goes oh like everyone was like I laughed did you because that oh. was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. You're trash. <laughs> when he falls down like 63,000 flights of stairs. Yeah, but it's the weight of the moment. and everyone... It's John Wick. You think he could have stopped himself. Uh, have you ever fallen downstairs? It's... Have you ever been hit by 27 cars and got back up? No. And then you get defeated by a staircase? Mm, you're forgetting that in the last movie he fell off a roof and this movie he jumps off a roof and it, it's he can survive things that you can't survive. He got hit by 37 cars <laughs> in this movie and I that's after I lost he did, count. He did get hit by like every car you could get hit by. You know what did you see Meet Joe Black? One car took out <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah. and like just just YouTube that one ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Meet Joe just, Black. He's walking away and turns Kaboom! Yeah, and and like every there was a, there was a handful of look, not even just one scene, but multiple scenes where John Wick just like it's smacked by a car and then smacked into another car and then another car hits him and then he gets up and his pelvis gets turned into dust and he gets smacked by another car and then a bus he goes bang bang bang. It's like playing a racquetball or ping pong with John Wick and he's like. At least I've got my bulletproof jacket on. And it's like, what the... So, so And then the dog gets hit by a car and then gets up and goes... Rawr. Like, it literally okay. did that. So, when, when, so stupid. When I watched it, everyone in the theater felt the weight of the situation and understood. But here's here's the things that I liked about the movie, okay? It, it looked amazing. It was a Charlie Chaplin the, film the at stunt, point. The stunt work is fantastic. And the thing about it is the, the attention to detail on things like that. Like, all of the people that are attacking and shooting... Everyone that has one of the suits, one of like the Wick World suits. Yeah, I, d- I like that they use it to cover this. up, or they cover with their with their cuff yeah. and stuff. They protect their head with their with their bullet resistant suits. Yes, and everyone who doesn't have one of those suits doesn't do that. So everyone who has bulletproof knows, and they protect themselves. And I, they do it every cool. time. I know, and it's I very cool. That. And then when they do the top down. In the in oh, the, the house in Paris, Miami scene. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. That was pretty cool. It was very video game-like. The but video can, game. But yeah. it's like, you know, you go back and you watch movies like Hardcore Henry, which is very, is a first-person shooter, the movie. Um, you watch, there was another movie I was just thinking about. Oh, you want to, uh, Tyler and YouTube said, uh, dude, I love the stairs. Uh, it's supposed to be ridiculous. You want to see a good stairs action film, watch The Raid, and then watch the remake, Judge Dread. Or, and, um, or watch the, the, or, Dread. Dread, excuse me. Watch, uh, watch Surf Ninjas. <laughs> going back to surfing and just yeah, I'm what telling I'm saying you is is you know again my point is cool stunts a good movie does not make does it does are these things rad and yeah is you know like watching stunts is cool but if you assemble them in a way that's really ridiculous like I, this movie was three hours of unnecessary stuff. Like I didn't get hard. Okay, the plot is literally the same plot as the other one. It's like John Wick's still pissed off, and they increased the bounty, and now he's got to kill this bad guy in a suit. It's and the like, same as the third one. There was a lot that's the same as the third one, and there's stuff that doesn't make sense. Like when he at the beginning of the movie where he is in the horse chase that he's inexplicably in, and then he kills that dude on top of the mountain. It doesn't tell you. Well, they have a conversation and it d- explains nothing and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't really relate back to the other there's like, zero story give in me 
the thing. And the guy goes, I don't have it. Even if you kill me, you won't have it. And it won't matter. He goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, so why are we here again? And then it's gone. That's my point. And, and this goes back to my argument about why I hate Guardians of the Galaxy is this movie, while we just walked out of it and it's all fresh in some of our minds, there are parts in this movie that were rad that like call back to just like the the the, the thing inside of us, like that freaking poker scene that took too long. I hate poker scenes in movies I do because too. it just appeals to every like cigar smoking douchebag that and I don't like. The, the build up, the build up of that scene could have been good. Mister Nobody being there ruins the entire thing. Well, now poker Scott, ruined the whole thing. That's true, but he was a Bond villain, right? Like and that's the, his whole thing. The, the, yeah, but that but that was my least favorite Bond scene. Why was it that so Scott Adkins plays that guy? He's he's in the trailers. I'm not ruining anything there. Why is it that he's like running away and he's scared and everything, but then he turns around and he becomes Scott Adkins? Yeah, and he's Kingpin Scott Adkins. Yeah, he was yeah. Wilson Fisk. Man, it yeah. was so good when it turned into that. But uh, he had not near enough screen time. Scott Adkins is um, an incredible martial artist. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, he, he's very good and to at see what him he do does. a high kick in that fat suit was kind <laughs> yeah. of impressive, dude. And it's also all defying all physics. Very impressive. That's why he's kingpin, Wilson Fist like type thing. But the whole thing, like it, it needed Hiroyuki Sonata to get to be Hiroyuki Sonata. It gave him the Mortal Kombat treatment. Unfortunately, where you're like, here's a taste of Hiroyuki Sonata. Also, um. Yeah, sorry, he's not in the movie anymore. And then you have Scott Adkins, and they're like, check this out. Scott Adkins, he's a badass and everything. Not nope. in the movie anymore. Well, And, 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 and Donnie Yen, they're just like, here's a sprinkle it, of Donnie Yen. That was here's a lot a, of Donnie A little bit Yen. more Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen carried, carried the movie. But my point is, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, is there are scenes that are really, really cool that like we see them and... Um, we 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 just immediately react to like oh the lights and the sounds that is cool that is a neat looking thing that we like, and this is kind of how Kill Bill got made. It was Quentin Tarantino goes man, there's a lot of really cool action s- sequences that I love from movies that I grew up watching. What if I just remake all those action scenes and put them in one movie and then try to figure out how to make a story around it? And this didn't even worry about the story. They're like, nah, you know, he's still running from guys. There's a bounty on his head, and he's got to kill this bad guy. And there's then a, there's a story action, action, they action, just action. in in it early. There was no story. There was a story. It was not he's, a single story. He's gonna kill him. That's the story. But my point being is everybody that I talked about with Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, let's wait six months and I'm gonna ask you everybody that was like, yeah, this movie fucking smacked. And I go, tell me what happened in that movie. And they'll be like, he shot this dude and he did this flip and the nunchuck scene was cool. And it's like, that's not what happened in this movie. Tell me what this movie was about. And they're like, well, then he got in the bullets and got shot and then he killed it. And I was like, that's a thing that happened. What is this? What happened? Name a character. And they're like, well, uh, why was, uh, who was, uh, and you won't be able to tell it because there's nothing that happened in this movie. That's yeah. why I don't like this movie. I've, I've always asked people that like Guardians explain why they're a team and they're like, well, they were in prison. Why did they end up as a team and they can't do it? This is not like that. I actually did like this movie. There were just parts of it that I didn't like. I didn't like the two characters I named off. Akira, who was just a total drag and she got too much screen time and she's just a whiny character in the whole thing. Please don't do it. Don't do it. I don't like this. I don't like you. Kill that guy. I hate this dude. She was annoying. She was awful. She didn't belong in this movie. I, I didn't like her at all. Mr. Nobody, he's just a combination of two characters we've seen before, except he's garbage. He's trash. He was... He, he they was, could have made him a way cooler gunslinger. 
and um, they could have taken him out of the movie and they could have just left it being a John Wick movie instead of a a Kira John Wick nobody movie and calling him nobody was stupid and I hated that what they could have done is take the the screen time away from those two characters uh, Akira and and nobody and they could have given more screen time to so, Hiroyuki Sonata. I'm, I'm they thinking, could have. What, what, what? Uh, my name is Nobody is actually an old. Because uh, uh, Inio Morricone, there is a song, a really great song, is the theme to My Name is Nobody. And it is an old um, Sergio Leone spaghetti western from 1973. I, was, I knew I, that that was driving. That, that's so, a reference to this movie. And I, 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 was, I was trying to figure out. Yeah, but, but that makes it, it sound is. like he's the man with no name and he's not that cool. But Velvet he's not that Santa cool. Says, they wanted p- to picturing be. a polo shirt and Red Bull. Uh, Frat bro, you keep talking to. Oh, that's just who I keep referencing. Oh, okay. But uh, I thought nobody. No, nobody dresses like. Um, He's uh, a Carhartt millennial. He represents all these. He dresses like the guy in the trailer for no, the he, for the new. Um, he dresses like a barista bees. working like zillennial. That's what he that with the with the beanie that doesn't even go touching his ears. Yeah, and the beanie, Carhartt and half the gloves, and yeah, the jacket. It's it's stupid. Okay. But they could have taken their time and they could have given it to. Uh, Clancy Brown to give him a little bit more character. Uh, they could have given it to Hiroyuki Sonata. They could have uh, given it to Scott Adkins. The people that you want to see in a movie like this. Uh, and I'm but, also offended that they that they cast a um, you know Northern European Scandinavian dude to play a Frenchman. I think that's kind of racist. <laughs> just being. An I was about to say Bill Skarsgård was a good villain. No, he was. I just again. You he know. was a he was a little prick. And he was—he was a. I um, like Bill Skarsgård a lot. He—he he was conniving and he was a shitbag and everything. He was good at being the bad guy because he's a total bad guy and he has no redeeming qualities and he sucks. He—he was a good bad. He's guy. good at it. All right. Well. And um, so there, there was a lot of the movie that I liked, but it—the way it ended, I hated everything about it. Um, and and the director's like, uh, you know. It, or Chad Stileski, he's like, the ending is up for you to interpret, which means this movie made $73 million this weekend. We're going to get more of them. They're like, spoiler alert, it made a shitload of money. And we're going to, this has made more than any of the other ones in the series already. And we're going to get spinoffs. We're, this is going to, this is going to be Shazam in like three more years. And it's just going to be, you know, Hogwarts assassins and. Hey, whatever, dude. Uh, despite what he says, it's not bad. I, I I did enjoy it. I had a fun time. The putting Daft Punk in there was cool, uh, since they were in Paris and everything. That was fun. Uh, they uh, they do fun little things like that, and it and it keeps you entertained. Um, there's not. I don't know what kind of story you were hoping like fa- for. Fast and Furious instead of family. It's about friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping for any story because that's the cool thing about John Wick is there's all of this interesting lore that they could explore and they don't and well, it's just like more excommunicado and dumbass like french djs that somehow they can't use a cell phone in france so there's like tune in to assassin 503.9 and we're gonna speak in code to every single assassin that's always listening to this channel for some that's part of the reason. lore you just said that you wanted no that's but, from the other movies but it's completely different from everything they've established in the no other it's ones. not it's just it was it's the just, exact same thing it's the room <clears throat> with all the women in the in the switchboards but the dj thing i was like they, they've already shown that. It was so dumb. It's in the lore. I feel I like you like haven't it. watched the other like movies. It. It I don't like it either. I think that part's dumb, but that's something that they showed in um, the last one, at the beginning of the last and one. As Tyler said on YouTube, uh, I agree. It's it's a great stunt movie. And if you go back and, and, and listen and watch my reviews of one and two, 
They're raving reviews. I love those movies. One and two are fantastic. They're very good. I feel like it's and just... Go back far enough on the show to, to find the it. perfectly run-timed 101-minute John Wick original. Find it on the show where we were sitting there and you go, there's no way two can be as good as one. It's going to suck. It's going to be garbage. I'm like, no, it's going to be sick. And then we both came in and I we're like, guess what, good. everyone? It was sick. And then yeah. three happened. And yeah, and then four. three happened. But anyway, we got to review more movies. So we gave 15 minutes to, to John Wick. So we'll give 15 minutes to Dungeons and Dragons. Because um, we're going to run out of time. One thing I want to say about Dungeons and Dragons. Since we were watching it two weeks early, one other thing that's previewed alongside of this movie is at the uh, at the Coke machine, the the You Pick It 5000 yeah, flavor Coke D&D machine. The D&D flavor. The D&D Black Dragon Mellow Yellow. Yeah, did you I have I thought it? maybe, yeah, I did, of course. I thought maybe it was going to be the best part of this movie. It wasn't, but it is pretty good. It's so pretty good. If you get the mellow, the mellow Yellow Black Dragon flavor, give it a shot. Man. It's pretty good. Yeah, the Coke Freestyle machine. Um, So... Oh, okay. Well, Tyler, you're going to dip out for d and I'm going to tell you right now. It's good. It's it's a lot of fun. So, I think it's the best one out of the, out it's of the definitely three we the saw. Best one out of three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Dungeons & Dragons. You know, this movie uh, comes out this weekend, uh, and it is, of course, um, a risky move. A risky move because the 2000 film, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, written by Courtney Solomon, uh, did not do very well. It had a $40 million budget and lost all its money, uh, despite having, you know, Jeremy Irons and, and other people and Marlon Wayans and everyone Despite in having it. Jeremy Irons, much likely because it had someone like Marlon Wayans in mm-hmm. it, because they did the comedy thing. Uh, and the movie ended in that one. They had a T-Rex, Red Dragon. In what world were they like yeah dragons yeah it's like a t-rex with wings right let's just do that and then they kill it like the sarlacc in jedi with the gate crash yeah on it. The, the dungeons and dragons 2000 movie the problem that that, that movie did, did didn't do is it didn't lean into the <coughs> lore of dungeons and dragons and the game as a player at the same time and you know i'm not uh for those of you that are still waiting for a spoiler this i'm not even going to talk about the movie yet but what i think makes this movie work is much like if you've ever watched legend of vox machina on amazon prime um you're watching something that is very D&D related. It, it, it hits the lore. It hits the different classes. It hits the things. But what it does best is makes you feel like you feel when you play this game. Mm. And Dungeons & Dragons is all about imagination, but you're bringing yourself into it. So there are situations where you would think as a person in our normal world, and you're in this fantastic world, and, you know, like the original 2000s Dungeons & Dragons, like, all fantasy, play by fantasy rules. Let's try and figure out what fantasy is. And it's like, me lords, me ladies. And it's always fantasy, fantasy. But with Dungeons and Dragons and Vox Machina, it takes a modern approach without completely breaking the fourth wall about it. And I feel like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons when I watch this movie. And I really enjoyed that. And yeah, I proudly play Dungeons and Dragons. I I am I have an epic level uh, rogue character, and uh, yeah, he's he's level 25, 20 levels of rogue, five levels of artificer, and um, yeah, nothing wrong with it. Proud. Hit, hit that wee button. Uh, I don't play D and D, but I thought it was a lot of fun, and they did the whole they did it uh, the the right way. It, it starts out there's a lot of comedy. 
uh, but they do tone it down uh, as the movie goes on. So they kind of do it like the uh, the, the right comedy way. frames the consequences. Yeah, and, and so the the characters you're following around part of um, what brings a lot of severity and um, weight to the movie is that they start out jovial but but get weighed down by everything and they end up on like a real mission and you you kind of f- feel it because it's it goes from being this is going to be fun it's adventures and stuff and it's like well this is there's real shit could go down here and everything and, but you know it keeps it light when it needs to and it makes it serious when it needs to and uh a, a lot of it was just an enjoyable action fantasy set movie and and another thing that again i enjoyed about dungeons and dragons and why i think this film works now is we go back to what we were talking about shazam and you know if you watch the show a lot you despite being two you know white dudes talking about movies you know uh, diversity and inclusion is very important to us but we, we we think that it needs to be done properly to be oh, they don't go look at it look look there it is because in D D they don't do that they don't do that they just go here's this person and everyone's like and that's the cool yeah, thing that's about a, that's a human or a, a, a whatever or it is a, a, you know a, a dragonborn who's just sitting there and then you're like you know all the practical effects and all these characters and this kitten baby and like the, all the, the st- practical effects in oh. this movie praise for practical effects some of them don't look like the most perfect thing in the world but you know what they look good because they're because practical it was there and you're like oh look that's totally fake there was a tentacle and, around his head yeah and, and that's, that's cool movie magic and it's fun to see something that's totally fake on the screen but it fits in that world and who are you to say what that looks like because it doesn't exist in the it real life exist. and you know when you're playing D, it is all about the partnership and culmination of people from very very different walks of life, very different ideologies, and very different ways of coming about a problem, coming together for a common solution, right? That is diversity and inclusion at its core. And they do this in their casting, in, their, in the way that they develop the characters, in a way that doesn't feel heavy-handed. Like Chris Pine's daughter's you know, mixed race, and it doesn't feel like, oh, hold up, look at this baby. This baby is also no. It's just his daughter, and you don't question it, and and they don't make a whole like flag waving bullshit about it because mm-hmm. they don't. They're not trying to get a, a pat on the back. It's just done correctly, and I really appreciated that about this movie. Also, it's the one movie where they don't have Justice Smith just screaming, and it's probably the only movie I've ever seen him in that I can stand to watch him in. I yeah, I Justice Smith was actually pretty good. Uh Hugh Grant is amazing in this movie. Hugh Grant be, being a villain, like I love the, the this 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 um era of Hugh Grant where you know when when everybody started to love Hugh Grant in the in the what was it early 90s when he was just like the romantic comedy heartthrob, always the good guy, always the nice guy. Now he's leaning into how many villains has he played in the past 5 or 6 years? Oh, I don't know. He's so great. But um, the the casting is good in this movie. Um, the 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 acting fits with it. Um, there's a, a a cameo that's really fun um, there, uh, but they don't like make it like a big deal. It's just like you're like, look at that. You know, you do like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. A lot of good you know? Easter eggs in this movie. Um, if you are a D and D player, yeah, and they don't rely on 
uh, beholders or or whatever. It's not the same monsters that you see every time. They do give you a red dragon, but you see it in a different form. But you also get to see a black dragon. Uh, you get to see one of the uh, one a of the placer beast. One of the uh, mimic. Yeah, even though uh, the mimic was cool, the gelatinous cube was cool. The displacer beast was the only one that didn't. Uh, I wasn't identical to its. Says the guy that game play counterpart. D&D. I had a monster manual for 3.0, bro. <laughs> okay. But the Displacer Beast was like a, a regular panther with tentacles. It wasn't like the weird, like, sickly, anorexic, like, skeletal version of it, which would have been cool. Um, well, know. and they did the Red Wizards justice. You know, if you, you know, here's the thing about D&D, guys. And we still haven't even spoiled anything in this movie. So, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the lore of D&D and, and Wizards of the Coast is problematic if they have become now that they have acquired D&D and are doing whatever the Wizards of the Coast do. Uh, this is very different. Wizards from- had D&D for ever. No, I mean, Gary Gygax, I mean, Wizards of the Coast, they've been acquiring like Magic the Gathering and, and all of these things and changing. They're under new leadership. and Wizards a, has had D&D for like more than no, 20 years. It's been, a, it's been a while, but lately, like I think Wizards of the Coast is under new leadership. Uh-oh. And they've been doing... When it went from being Wizards of the Coast to just Wizards? <clears throat> yes. I see. And um, there's been some pretty problematic stuff that's, I guess, going on. I don't keep up with all of it, but... Um, People have been up, uh, upset about them, and you know they 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 they're dealing with the lore. There's so many cool books and places and 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 spells and things and ideologies of, of of different schools of magic and things like this that they hit you with without making it seem super just boring for a player or a person that's never played or a player now there is nerds out there going like a drill it can't turn into an owlbear well go fuck yourself like yeah, you know the, whatever this, this is the, a movie i remember on the internet before the previews came out everyone's like well that's not in the rule book you can't do that i'm like yes what at the beginning of every rule book it says this is a guide make your own rules you can customize the game to do what you want and how many people have you ever played with who just do something totally off the wall um yeah which i'm the, that guy this movie opens up with them making like a totally crazy off the wall decision that like your players <clears throat> aren't supposed to make, but they t- but they do the uh, escape. Oh yeah, you know yeah. It's like um, I mean, in my camp, one of my campaigns, I killed like the archlich archlich Asarak with a stick. Like I mean, those are words. Those are words. You know, anything can happen. That's what makes it fun. Uh, level twenty five character that still doesn't carry a weapon. Like it's yeah. you, you may you do what you want with this world, and they did, and I thought it was fun. And Chris Pine was being his Chris Piniest. Yeah. Um. And and have making seen, it work. Have you seen the new trailer for it? Where it's like Chris Pine is the most Chris Pine that he's been since um, like the first what like whatever movie, and then That's it has funny. the clip of him saying, "Just because that sentence was symmetrical doesn't mean it makes any friggin' sense." I mean, that's that's perfect. Yeah, and this this movie doesn't take itself too seriously but also doesn't jump shark and that is a weird delicate balance and i i couldn't i i I enjoyed this movie so much i i liked everything about the movie except that one character didn't get the the resolution that her character uh, started out needing was it the tiefling the tiefling yeah Uh, there there's no resolution to her reason for being there so unlike guardians of galaxy like we were talking about earlier where the team formation makes no sense this one's done like a heist movie and i, I talked to you about it when we this got out this is of the a heist movie it is what um oh what's his name old dude old heist movie dude. guy 
What's his name? Director, oh, heist movie guy. Who I just literally reviewed one of his movies the other yes. day. Yeah. Uh, and now you're and ma- Hugh Grant's been in you're his just movies. Making Snatch and and yes. uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrel. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Him. It's it's what he wishes he he was still doing. Guy Ritchie. Thought, yeah. There it is. Yeah. It, it's like it's like a Guy Ritchie movie at times, and like they assemble the crew and they have their reasons for being there. They have to convince people to be there, and people are like, well, I will do it because I, I have this reason to be there. And it's not just a cast thrown together to have that cast together. And I think that's why this movie works and why the 2000s one didn't is because Dungeons & Dragons, the game at its core, is always a heist. Like, that's what you're doing. You're going out, you're getting treasure, you know, and heist movies are just inherently fun. You know, they're, 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 they're just snacky, fun, guilty pleasure, silly fun movies. And those two things coming together actually worked out I, I really well. I'll probably go see it again, honestly. Uh, Velvet Santa says cartoon was fun. Well... There's a, an Easter egg for There's you. something for you in the movie. If you watch the cartoon. Um, so, again, you know, I, I, no spoilers here. You know, they, they, they do a lot of fun things that you would experience if you played the game. If you've never played the game, it's fun enough. The pacing is tight, even though it is two hours long, two hours, 14 minutes long. Didn't seem like it. The no. pacing was, was really spot on. Each it, character got their own arc. I felt like... You know, uh, except for, like you said, the, 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 the tiefling. All that's missing is her resolution because there's something that happens off screen that she doesn't know about, but you as the audience know about, and but she's still satisfied, and that doesn't really make sense to me. Other than, other than the lack of uh, completion of that, I, I liked everything about this. It was a great sword and sorcery movie. I love sword and sorcery movies, man. And another thing and that Beast I noticed and... that I just now realized, now thinking about this movie, and, and, and again, it, it goes back to a rule that I have about movies that I that I hate, and and even book series, uh, particularly like Marvel. You know, this is something I've said on the show a lot. It's like there's always you know, the, the, the law of diminishing returns on bad guys, you know, it's like, okay, well, what's after Thanos? Like how big, like how big do these stakes get where the whole, the whole fate of the entire universe is in the balance. This is not that movie. I mean, is it, is it a big problem? Yeah. But Zastam, who's this, if you've ever played D and D or read any of the books, he's this super evil necromantic red wizard and he's in it for a minute and he's like, yo, and it's just like an adventure, just like a, a you know, you're not going to fight the biggest of the baddest of the guys the fate of the universe and solve the problem because then what's left, right? And this sets up kind of a, you know, middle tier problem that these people have to solve. And it's like, okay, Neverwinter's got this issue, but, you know, down there in Cholt or, you know, Icewind Dale, they don't give any shits about what's happening right now. And uh, it, it makes the world seem real and, and, and don't worry about episodic. what's happening down in Chode. It's Don't Cholt. even worry about what's happening down Port in Port Nianzaru is down in Cholt, you guys. And uh, and that's where the dinosaurs live and all that shit. And it's really fun. And I just realized that there's there's some fun stuff in this movie if you know things about the game. Like, it doesn't ex- yeah. it doesn't explain it to you, too, which is perfect. They're not like, well, the reason I can do this is because of this and that and everything. There's just things that happen and it's part of that world. It's like Star Wars. Like, they just put you in this world. They don't explain it. It's because this world is lived in and it's a real world with real people and everything like that. But I just realized 
when he grabs Justice Smith's character, uh, the, the the wizard oh, or sorcerer. focuses that he uses. So it doesn't explain that. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about that. But one thing I thought about is he's like, where'd you get that deal? And he grabs it and he goes, this is a that. And it's because he has identify magic item as one of his like and an, skills. And another thing they don't reference. <laughs> That's so cool. But I put it together and they didn't explain it. Why Chris Pine keeps asking uh, Justice Smith to hold shit is because he has a bag of holding. Like, of course they can't carry all this stuff, but he's got the bag of holding because he's And that's a why sorcerer. you don't see it on his waist and stuff? Yes. Oh, and, dude. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, and it's just... So it's a joke, but also there's a reason. And if you know, you know, and they're not beating you in the head with it, you know? And 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 and, and I, I don't know. And I appreciated that level of care to where it's like you're not trying to force people to become mega fans but you're not going to piss off the mega fans because they understand but you also don't have to hammer it in to please the mega fans and i thought that was a really nice balance that they did yeah i mean we both liked it i haven't even thought about playing D since third edition whenever that came out like now you wanna mid 2000s no i don't um, but you play now i doubt it um <laughs> you play now and I played uh, played then. I've played uh, Neverwinter. I've played online a, a little bit in the past. Uh, but or played Baldur's Gate. Anybody played Baldur's yeah, Gate video like, games? Those yeah, are just, fun. Just like the Diablo games, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we we both really liked it. There's um, there's not a lot to dislike about this this movie. Uh, like, yeah, there's fun Easter eggs. There's fun cameos. If you know things about the games or the world or whatever, you can be like, oh, look at that. Or if yeah. you, you'll, like, hear a name of something, you're like, I know that oh, I know, what that, I know where that is. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I enjoy it. I might go see it again. Who knows? Uh, but it comes out this weekend. We think you'll dig it. Um, there you go. It yeah. was our, it was of the three movies we saw, it was our favorite. If you like swords and sorcery, if you like the comedy thing, if you like the heist deal or just an action movie, it has all of it. It's very good. Um, I hope it does well. Yeah. I, 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 I had a good time. Okay. Well, we got to do the box office roundup cause we're running out of time. Uh, the box office round is when we give you the top 10 movies that in, uh, oh. America in the past weekend, we only do domestic totals because that's what the, uh, Hollywood studios look like or look at before they green light new things. Much like, uh, we were just talking about they greenlit, um, flagpole sitter or whatever that movie was, um, that we <laughs> talked about earlier. So we're going to be talking about the the, Fall. the movie uh, movie domestic totals for March 24th through 26th, uh, 2023, uh, spring break weekend. I'm going to hand things over to Jake, and he's going to start with number 10. So here we go. All right, coming in number 10, Avatar, finally towards the bottom of the top 10, and it's 15th week out, uh, brought in $1.35 million. It's domestic total uh, – million dollars uh number nine champions in its third week out i thought it was its second but it's its third uh brought in one and a half million bringing its domestic total up to 13 and a half Uh, that's one i want to watch sometime i just don't it doesn't look like i'll catch it in the theater uh in its fifth week out coming in number eight jesus revolution it's still out there somehow uh just under two million brought in this past week making its domestic total 49 million dollars making money uh and then also in its fifth Fifth week out, hanging in there. Cocaine Bear brought in just over two million dollars, uh, bringing its domestic up to sixty-two point one. Um, so that one, uh, they were talking sequels opening night on that thing. Um, and then uh, in its sixth week out, dropping down to number six, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, two point four million this past week, uh, bringing in a, a dis- just a, just a terrible, a sad, a sad paltry $210 million here in the U.S. <laughs> what a failure. 
with this movie making a worldwide gross of $469 million. What a disappointing, discouraging piece of crap, Yeah, says Disney. Yeah, says Disney. Uh, and then in the number five spot, 65, and it's third week out, $3.2 million. It's domestic, 27.7. Not doing so well on that one. Did I review that yet? No. I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's dumb. Um, it's, I mean, I'll give you the quick review. Hit us with it real uh, quick. It, it's, it's Jurassic Park with a lot of inexplicable stupid physics, and they, they set up a T-Rex boss battle that made no sense. Adam Driver's great, and it's just the Mandalorian. He's protected. It's Mandalorian, the, the last of us. Lone Wolf and us. Cub. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. It's, it's, it's dad figure, single dad energy protecting a young thing and getting them to the end, and it was, it was, it was dumb. But I, it's I'll, like- I'll give another full I'll I'll do a this week I'll come in here and I'll do a full review. It's after Earth and and Jurassic Park yeah, kind of. It, it it was it was a letdown. Okay, I see. Uh, also, in its third week out, dropping down to number four, big drop. Uh, Scream Six, eight point three million dollars, uh, bringing its domestic up to eighty nine point eight. Probably made a lot of money uh, on a horror budget, even a big horror budget like that. So we'll see where that series goes from here. Uh, and then. In its second week out, dropping from the top spot, Shazam 2, $9.3 million. Its domestic is just under $46 million. Now, that one is a, a big bummer for mm, Warner Brothers. A little lightning fizzle there. Uh, but in its fourth week out... Uh, sec- this, was, this was a weird one. Coming in at number two. Didn't expect this. Creed 3, $10.4 million brought in this past week, bringing its domestic up to 140900 Uh This one they viewed as runaway success that they did not expect out of this movie. Uh, everyone involved in uh, the Creed franchise is very happy uh, with that one right now. Uh, and that one actually climbed uh, up a spot this past week. Uh, mm-hmm. People going to see it. And then coming in, number one, John Wick, Chapter 4. Just an explosive opening. $73.8 million uh, on its opening weekend. Because the opening weekend of three was $56 million. The opening weekend of two was $30 million. The opening weekend of one was $14 million. Uh, you know, the the original movie only had a worldwide gross of eighty million or eighty six million, rather, which was you know nothing. Nobody saw that movie, uh, but enough people did. But John Wick Chapter Four has already, in its opening weekend, made a, over one hundred and thirty seven million dollars, like mm. in one weekend. How about that? That's yeah. I think that's close to the max totals on some of the other ones. So. Yeah. Uh, over in the comments, Merle just asked me, "Was I just drinking Malort?" Yes, I was. Um, you know, I love my Malort here, but it's like sh- the Chicago handshake. Well, that's if I chased it with an old style. But speaking of Chicago handshakes and Malort, this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, we are going to be doing Malort Madness at Pinpoint. We're going to be having some cocktails, uh, probably Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know if we can scoop it together in time for tomorrow. But uh, every drink you buy off there, you'll get a a raffle ticket. And we've got a a limited edition Malort basketball jersey that we're going to be giving away on Thursday evening and and serving um, Chicago dogs from Feltner Brothers uh, at at, at Pinpoint. I guess I'm going to come hang out at Pinpoint later. 
later this week. Yeah, so Thursday night we're going to be doing the drawing, giving away the jersey, uh, and serving up the Chicago Dogs. But on Wednesday, you can come in, get some of the stuff off the Malort, the Malort Madness menu, get some of those tickets, um, and yeah, get yourself a Chicago handshake. One of our our f- uh, famous Palortmas, which is a, a it's kind of a Paloma with with uh, mezcal and Malort. It's actually pretty good. So uh, definitely. Uh, ooh, Jay getting called out in the who comments. Who is this? Who who is Ghost? Saying, who is this calling me up? Saying never at pinpoint, which is also true. You try walking uphill every direction where we live in a city that is full of scooters that are a dollar to ride. A uh, uh, dollar to start, and then you got to pay for it. Oh, jeez, man, golly, jeez. Hey, anyhow, uh, I walk that. I walk that walk. To, I I'm at Smoking Barrel more than in a week than you're at pinpoint in a year. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I ain't got just big dollars to go spend being out all the time. I've seen you. I've seen you recently at Smoking Barrel. I worked more. there. Not on Thursday nights. Okay. I've seen you get a discount. I saw a video of you funk oh, dancing geez. with hey, beers. Hey, back to movies. And Vince pointed out, hey, Fathom saying. Events, it is uh, Ghibli time right now. Uh, cool topic. My neighbor Totoro will be in theaters the 28th and the 1st. Uh, so what's today? 27th? That's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, go watch Totoro. Find it in the subbed. Do not watch the dub. Don't watch dub. Yeah. No, don't do it. So there you go. Totoro, uh, Tonari no Totoro is a uh, very movie. good movie. Totoro, 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 Totoro. It's really Yeah, cool. that's fun. Uh, but as Vince just said on Twitch, don't forget to check out our Discord. You can join that. We chat all the time. You can, uh, uh, you can maybe I even... I know who Ghost is. I didn't threaten. I was asked to, to kidnap you, and I said, did you want to be kidnapped? And, and, and then it ended there. Okay. I don't know. I've never threatened. You threatened. To kidnap. I was instructed to kidnap, and I did not do it because I'm a good person. Just kidnappings abound. Yeah, don't do that. That's how you get John Wicked. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, uh, check us out on our Discord. You can chat all week long, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You can get to know everybody, all of our, our, all of our fans there. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you're on Twitch, or you can like and follow on Facebook or YouTube. Whatever platform's easy for you, uh, we try to be out there for everybody. Or if you don't even want to participate in chat or look at our stupid faces, you can download this podcast wherever it is you get podcasts. Just search for the Drive-In Speakerbox podcast. There's a hyphen there, and there's no spaces in Speakerbox. So uh, do, do all those things. And uh, with that... I guess that's the end of the show, right? Are we are we done? That's it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Um, I, I don't know what movie we're going to review next week, but maybe something online. I might go see. I might see the Tetris and the pinball film because we've already seen Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, maybe I'll see Dungeons and Dragons again. Yeah, we'll it's, talk about it's it fun enough. I would watch it again, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I'll see if I can find us an Indian movie to oh, talk about. Oh boy. And uh, yeah, so it'll be a four-hour show next week. And uh, John Wick was a three-hour movie. It was longer than most of no, the I'm Indian movies. I'm talking about the re- your review of Indian movies. Oh, because there's so much to talk about. They have everything. They're perfect. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. Peace out. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.